Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? We are the 515 Sports Podcast. Max Olson, Brock Beerman, Chase Winterbor. Today, we're going to be talking a little SEC, potentially the best conference in all of college football. Whether you like it or not, that's can definitely be argued by many people. We are excited to get to work here today. We're going to keep it just a one conference, just the SEC. So if you've got any other conferences you want to hear about, those should already be posted. Look at our channel and go hear what we think there. So SEC talk today. Again, Max Olson, Chase Winterboard, Brock Bierman. Let's get this show ready to roll. Definitely. Uh, like you mentioned, all of our other major Power Five conferences have been posted. There should be one about the ACC and Pac-12 combined, and then we have separate ones for the Big Ten and Big 12. But today we're talking about the SEC, and like Max said, the SEC is probably the number one conference in college football, and I really don't think there's a debate to that. But yeah, we'll be talking about our predictions from each division in the conference, where we see some of the teams finishing throughout the season, and college football playoff implications, of course, are going to be talked about throughout this pod about the SEC. Some sleeper teams might be mentioned, some teams that we think might do worse than some people have them predicted, players to watch for, and as always, best bets. So we will start with our predictions on the conference. We will start in the, do we want to start East or West division, guys? You guys can pick. Uh, let's go East. All right. Well, we will start with the East division and our predictions. And as always, Chase Winterboard will start us off. Thank you, Brock. Feel honored. Okay. So East predictions, I feel like this is a lot easier, I would say, than predicting the West. Uh, obviously, at one, I mean, this is no question, Georgia. Um, I really don't need to go any explanation there. Um, two, I went with Rocky Top, Tennessee. I got Tennessee at two. I definitely could see Kentucky, don't get me wrong. I'm, I feel like this could maybe flip-flop. But I went with Tennessee. I absolutely love the offense. Uh, my boy Hendon, or yes, my boy uh, Hendon. Uh, I'm trying to think of his freaking last name now, but I already forgot. But anyways, 31 touchdowns in three picks last year. I mean, holy cow. I mean, look at those numbers. I mean, that's insane. I feel like Tennessee's offense is going to be very, very good. I feel like the defense is eh, not so much. But – I don't know. This is just kind of one of my picks because I like Rocky Top, so shout out Rocky Top. I put him at two. Kentucky, obviously, is going to be good again. I feel like Kentucky definitely could be two as well, but I put him at three. Um, I, feel like, I feel like these guys are going to teeter off each other, and then I feel like after that, it's going to kind of go down a little bit. I got Florida at four, South Carolina at five, Missouri six, and then, sorry, Vandy, but you guys are being put last again. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like Georgia definitely runs the East again. I could see Tennessee or Kentucky flip-flopping, and I feel like after that, it's just kind of meh. What do you what do you boys think? So, mine is a little different than Chase's. We'll see how this goes. So, mine is obviously Georgia number one. Before I move on to anything else, I'll say this. Brock Bowers might be my favorite player in college football. I absolutely mm. love that dude. I love he's it. Ele- he's electric. Also, they had like 15 guys get drafted. But anyway, so I got Georgia one, then I got Florida two, and I got oh, Kentucky oh. three, then I got South Carolina four, then I got Tennessee five, no, three, oh, and then Bandy. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wait, what Brock, about Missouri? Let me, let me, Brock, Where's Missouri? Right above Bandy. Oh, got, my bad, yeah. my bad. 
and Brock, let me hear yours. All right. We will definitely be talking about some of your predictions. Wow. I, tr- but, uh, I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you. Yeah, definitely. We were shocked. For mine, starting out, of course, we got the dogs, Georgia, um, defending national champions. Yeah, they have a lot of players that got drafted, but you're a national champion. You're going to be able to rebuild quickly. You're not going to just fall off the face of the earth. Uh, Number two, I got Kentucky. I can also see Tennessee finishing at two. Um, I think it's between those two for the second and third spot in this division. South Carolina at four. I am a South Carolina homer. People will figure out last year my first legal bet as – (laughs) <laughs> a sports gambler was South Carolina over four and a half wins total this in the year. And that hit thanks to former Iowa state quarterback, Zeb Nolan. So Zeb. because of that, I will roll with South Carolina at four, not just because of that. They also have Spencer Rattler, former Netflix star, former QB one at Oklahoma. Yeah. He had a bad year last year, only having, a little less than 1,500 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. But in 2020, he had 3,000 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, which, I mean, come on. That's that's really good. If he can find a way to get back to that kind of Zeb – Zeb, sorry, I'm too focused on Zeb Nolan. Uh, that type of Spencer Rattler, South Carolina could make some noise in, the, in this conference. Florida at five, Missouri at six, and I know as a big shocker, Vanderbilt, you know. Wow, hot take. Finishing dead last. I like it, Brock. I like your I like your picks, although Florida's not as high as they should be, probably, but all right, whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's hear this, Max. What's up with this Florida hype? So I really like Anthony Richardson. I think he is gonna be very solid for them. I think that that conference that com- the the whole SEC is tough. I think the East is fairly tough. I think like we talked about, Georgia is the clear one. And then I think between Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Florida, all four of those teams are, like, very even, I think. And I think there's not anybody that specifically sticks out. Like, Chase, you're high in Tennessee. I feel like you've got to have a very decent defense in the SEC. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have that, right? I think we were talking about we were talking about with our Big Ten, with Purdue in that Tennessee game. That was awesome, just points after points after points. But you got to have a defense at some point. I don't know if Tennessee's going to have that, but they do have lots to build off for sure for Tennessee. South Carolina, I Beamer Ball, right? I like Beamer Ball, but Rattler's going to be decent. There's just a lot going on with them right now, and it's just a lot to incorporate right away and just be solid instantly. So that's my only issue with them. But they do have a lot of guys coming back, and like we talked about, Brock was talking about Zeb Nolan. I like Zeb Nolan, but he's not Spencer Rattler. And if you're able to make a bowl game and win the bowl game with Zeb Nolan as your quarterback, Rattler's definitely better than Zeb Nolan. So I think they do have a lot to build off there for sure. Kentucky also a lot to build off. I just am I just like Billy Napier. I just think he can get it done for them. I think he's a very solid coach. And I think just the additions that he brought in are going to be able to do enough for Florida that they can beat some teams. I don't think they're going to beat up on anybody. Like, they're not going to go blow people out of the water. But I think they're going to be able to hang in a lot of games and then just kind of sneak it out at the end. That's kind of – I don't think any of those four teams that I mentioned are significantly better than the other. I just think Florida's able to sneak it out a couple more times than everybody else. 
that's my the, only reasoning for that. The only issue I have with your Florida pick is that, yes, I do think Billy Napier will be a great coach for Florida, but for a first-year head coach to finish second in the SEC, and well, the SEC East specifically, is a tough thing to do, especially with one of the tougher schedules in college football. I mean, they're non-conference. They start off with Utah, so that's going to be a tough test for that team starting out right away. Agreed. I think that's that is a tough test for them right away, and I think it'll it'll show kind of what they're made of right away, um, whether you like it or not. That's what's going to happen. They're either going to get smacked or they're going to smack Utah. I don't think that game will be close, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think that game will be close. I think Utah will come out and smack them, but I think they're able to kind of bounce back. You see that sometimes where a team plays a really good team right away. Like I kind of, I kind of think of Ohio State last year. They played Oregon, really good team right away, got beat. And then they rebounded and kind of built it all the way back up. And that's why I don't think they are even going to be close to Georgia. But I think they are able to win some of those closer, not tough games, but those games where everybody's kind of in it. Because they get South Carolina at home and they get uh, Kentucky at home. And the Swamp is a tough place to play. I think we can all agree on that. And if you go in there kind of just willy-nilly, you're, it's, it's not going to end well for you. And I think Florida just has a little bit of an edge over those four teams because they get the other three, Kentucky, Tennessee, and South Carolina, they get two of those three at home. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, I love Billy Napier. I think he's definitely going to be great for them in the coming years. And I think, like, something that we kind of disagree on, Max, that I've kind of been picking up on is I think you think a lot of first-year coaches are have more success than what I think. Because, I mean, we saw that with Virginia. I know there's been other examples, like USC – and I don't know, I just think it's obviously going to take them a little bit. I mean, we'll see. But, and then apologies for my brain fart earlier. I mean, we've been recording for almost two hours. Um, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback. I, I really like I him a lot. I love that guy. That's why I've given them the little bit of an advantage. I, I really like Anthony uh, Richardson too, don't get me wrong. And I definitely, yes, agree, Max. I think Florida's defense will be better. Also, I do agree as well, Max. I mean, I think Florida definitely can edge out some games that, you know, they lost last year. I mean, if you look at the uh, Bama game they had at home, I mean, they were right into that to the very end, and they just couldn't get it out. So I definitely do agree. I think Florida could maybe sneak out more. I don't know. I'm rocking with Tennessee. I really – I know Brock likes this a lot. I really like Kentucky too. I just kind of put Tennessee ahead. I think – I don't know. I just love Stoops. I don't know. I think he's a great coach. I don't know, Brock, you want to talk about some Kentucky? Yeah, I definitely love Kentucky and uh, Stoops and what he's been able to do there. I mean, man, he's going in, what, ninth or 10th year with the program? That That's some commitment for a school that hasn't necessarily had the, like, huge success of Stoops' brother has had at Oklahoma in his career and everything. But, man, has stuck through some tough times and has built a great program as a whole. I mean, their quarterback – is it Will Levis or Levis? Yeah, Will Levis, yep. Levis. I mean, what what he'll be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft from the mock drafts I've been looking at the last couple days prepping for this stuff. 24 touchdowns, almost uh, 3,000 yards, which is pretty good, and 13 interceptions. Only thing that scares me about this team is, like you said, some like Max said, they go to Florida, and Florida – Playing in the swamp is really tough, so that game will probably be close. And Florida might be able to edge that one out if they're able to put that together, which 
is a possibility. It's just week two is the only issue that I have with Florida in that matchup. And, and I'll say this, Brock, before you keep going. I think your issue on that is what I think is going to be a strength for them because I think Utah smacks them. So I think they're coming right off that. And I think that benefits them, whereas you think that it's since it's so early, it's going to hurt them. I think getting smacked in the mouth right away is going to benefit them right away into that second week. That's what I think. And, and you know what? I could totally see that. And if Florida beats Kentucky after getting smacked by Utah or even beats Utah and goes 2-0, a lot of people are going to be raising some eyebrows on that. And it's going to be like, hmm, maybe Florida will be able to rebuild quickly. But again, with Kentucky, they go to Tennessee, which I really think Tennessee and Kentucky are battling for second and third in this division. So that will be a good game. And Hendon, is it Hendon Hooker, like you said, Chase? Yes, yes. That sorry, dude, I messed that up. That dude can sling the ball. And it's not just that he can throw it. It's the fact that he's accurate and he's not giving it to the defense. What was it, three interceptions last year? Yeah. That's absurd for a quarterback in the SEC, not just any conference. The SEC, you only have three yeah. interceptions and you're almost at 3,000 passing yards last year. That's crazy. So, like, I could see Tennessee making some noise in this conference as well. But when we talk about everything, whether it's me picking South Carolina, being able to bounce back, South Carolina's defense is not the greatest. Bottom of the uh, SEC for pretty much every statistical category when it comes to yards per game, except for I think passing was one of the best, if not the best, in the SEC. I think Georgia was the best in every category, of course. But when we look at the the East as a whole, I think it's Georgia, then everybody else, and Missouri and Vanderbilt at the bottom. Yeah, I definitely agree, Brock. Um, you guys want to move over to the West? We sure can. You can start us off with your predictions in the Western Division of the SEC Conference. All right. Uh, anyways, we're going to roll tide, uh, number one. I mean, I honestly, we were going to talk about it a little bit more. Um, we're going to have a playoff little segment sometime. I think Bama wins it all. So I got them at one. A&M, two. I feel like A&M will be better than last year. Obviously, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, too. But, I mean, if you're not watching the Alabama A&M game this year, I don't know what you're doing. So that game is going to be probably game of the year. Well, maybe not game of the year. Top five game of the year. And then, oh, my gosh. After this, I really have no clue. I put Arkansas at three. I don't know. I just feel like Arkansas was Sam Pittman. Um, I feel like he's the right guy for this program. Um, they had a good year last year. Still got KJ Jefferson. They're gonna have to replace some guys. I still, I still like him. Got him at three. This one might surprise a lot of people. I'm going. I think LSU improves. I got him at four, which Max is gonna like. First year coach. I'm high on him. So LSU at four. Ole Miss at five. I feel really weird doing this. I think Ole Miss is still going to be really good. Lane Kiffin got out or went out and got a lot of good transfers um, to replace a lot of guys they lost. I definitely – I think they're probably my sleeper. They're going to be good. Mississippi State – I mean, I think Mississippi State could be easily a top-four team in the East. I think Will Rogers is going to be great. Um, this offense is still going to be amazing. Defense probably not going to be there as much. That's why I put them at six. And then Auburn at seven – I am not high on Auburn at all. I think, I don't know. I'm just not high on them. Brock, you you got a little bit more details on that, but that's what I'm rolling for for the West. What do you boys think? I'm kind of with you. 
in a lot of them. I have mine goes Bama, AM, Arkansas, and I mean I love Arkansas. I love Arkansas. Thank you, Max. Year. Good take. I love take. Arkansas. Woo pig. Uh woo pig suey, baby. I got those. So I got Bama, AM, Arkansas, Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn. Auburn, like Chase said, just dumpster fire right now. I don't know what is gonna happen there. I think I think they're just going to be the bottom tier there for sure. And like I said, I love Arkansas. Love them. Hey, Max, I got a question for you. Yep. Did you uh, happen to steal my notes before the show? Who knows? I'm telling you, I love Arkansas. Like, I I don't know what else to say. I love them. But, like, I have the exact same West Division. I have Alabama at one, A&M at two, Arkansas at three, Ole Miss at four. LSU at five, Mississippi State at six, and Auburn at seven. I legit think Arkansas can be two in that conference rather easily. Yeah, I think yeah. they can be better than AM. I just yeah. don't know. So I, with, I don't know. With AM, they had, I think it was like either second or the first best recruiting class or whatever in the country this year. So I don't know how many of those players are actually going to start and make an impact right away. So similar to what I said about Texas, not this year, but next year. AM could be a threat in this conference with some of the recruits that they got in. So AM this year, I have them at two. Arkansas, I could see making some noise at three. So I want to hear some of your guys' opinions about Auburn and why you guys think Auburn is gonna struggle as much as we all have them finishing dead last in the uh the division. So I don't know if you or a lot of people saw, but their quarterback, who just got this huge NIL deal, TJ Finley, I mean, he just got like arrested not too long ago. I mean, what that, what's going on there? That's a little weird. I, okay, I love, love, love this name, Tank Bigsby. I don't think there's a better name in college football than that. He will be a dog for them, I think. Um, their running back, I think that's pretty much like their strong suit of the team. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. I've I've read into a lot of stuff, and I don't really feel like they like their coach a whole lot either. And I feel like in any single sport you want to talk about, I feel like chemistry is obviously a big part of sports. So I don't. I obviously don't feel good about that. I don't know. Now, I mean, you can talk about the Bama game last year, how they actually probably should have beaten Bama. But I mean, that's just one game though. And I mean, I don't know. I just do not feel good at all about this offense. We'll see. But I don't know. That's just kind of what I've. I don't know, gathered, but. And when it comes to uh, Bama and Auburn, I mean, it's the Iron Bowl. It's just, it's just like any rivalry. That yeah. that game can go one way or another. It doesn't matter what kind of year you're having. Auburn can definitely upset Bama just because it's the rivalry game. When it comes to rivalries, I just think teams act in different ways. But, yeah, I've seen a lot of things about the players not getting along with the coach. I don't know how true that is. If it is true, that's a huge issue and a big red flag for Auburn. They might move on from this guy if they really struggle and more things come out about the chemistry in the locker room being terrible. Because when you're second second year coach at Auburn, I think that's what he is, second year with the program, you need to get your locker room to buy into what you're, you're preaching. And if they're not buying into what you're selling, that's going to be a big issue with you trying to build a program in a tough conference like the sec i think what you guys are referring to with the head coaching situation there's a whole situation where he got accused of having like an affair with somebody on his coaching staff or something 
the university like came at him and ultimately did did a whole investigation and I'm pretty sure they found nothing. So they didn't fire me staying with the team. But after that, it's just I don't know. I'd have a hard time. Yeah, it's if just awkward. Him, yeah, it's just weird. I feel like it's just weird. And I think like you guys were talking about, if you're you gotta have your players buy in. And I don't know, I'm not in that locker room, but I'd have a hard time being confident that they are all bought in to the head coach after this whole scenario's unfolded. And I think we can agree that's why we had them all in last. And, and I mean, add off the field distractions, even if nothing happened, add that to potentially the toughest schedule in the yeah. conference, if not the country you got. It's just, I feel like it's, it's just, just setting yeah. up as a recipe for disaster for Auburn this year that, all the stars are aligning, but not in a good way for them. Have you have you guys seen was it GIF or GIF, whatever it's called, the thing of the uh, dog sitting in the house of fire drinking yep. coffee or whatever? Oh yeah, says, yeah. <laughs> this is fine. That's what Auburn is right now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like, gosh, we could talk about this West Division all day long. I mean, I feel like, heck, even Mississippi State could definitely make some noise as well. Gosh, I don't know. Well, so I just, I... Like, or what are you going to say, Max? I was going to say, I'm big on A&M and Arkansas kind of being similar. I think we all yeah. agree Bam, Bama's the top. Bama's the top. The other two, I think, whether that's A&M, Arkansas, are kind of the next two, in my opinion. And I'm interested to see at A&M who they go with at quarterback because they had Haynes King yes. last year, and he went for a couple games. And then I think he got hurt, if I'm correct, and didn't get to play again. And he was doing pretty well. But they also got transfer Max Johnson from LSU, who dog. Started, dog, who started a lot of games for LSU last year. And I'm interested to see who they ultimately go with there at quarterback. Uh, the only reason I put AM over Arkansas, even though I I'm high on Arkansas, is I just think AM's O line is going to be just a little bit better. And that's why I put them because there's a lot of dogs on defensive line in the SEC, and you got to be able to block. You got you got to be able to have it, and I think a And M's O line's just a tad bit better. That's why I put them over Arkansas. But I'm saying I'm I could see Arkansas getting second in that conference. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, Max. And like I feel like a And M too. You talked about the O line. I feel like uh, this defense is going to be pretty good as well. They lose some players, also bring some in. Only gave up like 16 points a game last year. I think this is going to be a strong suit of the team is their defense. Yeah, I love Max Johnson coming in here. I don't know who starts. But I feel like whoever does, they'll be just fine. Obviously, I think Jimbo Fisher has this program right where he wants them. I still think they need to get over the hump and start competing with Bama, but I feel like they're getting pretty close. But yeah, no, and I mean, Arkansas too, I definitely agree with like literally everything you said, Max, which is kind of weird because we're not disagreeing, so I don't know how I feel about that. But no, I mean, like everything you said, I 100% agree with Arkansas. Brock, you got anything or? Arkansas will be fun to watch. They're always fun to watch. That game against Ole Miss last year was a oh, amazing yes. show to watch. And, I mean, I got that game circled on my schedule just because I, I just know both teams will come out firing away on the offense and defensive side of the ball. But the thing with the SEC conference, it's it's really tough to build programs when you're competing against teams that are locked in first every year. And I, I get that, but – I, I can really see some of these programs like Arkansas, Ole Miss, A&M. And on the east side, there are some teams there like South Carolina and Tennessee. Like these programs, 
slowly, it's not going to be a quick turnaround, but are slowly starting to creep their way up to Alabama and Georgia. And especially with uh, Nick Saban, I think he's getting close to retirement. I really don't know what his plan is, how, how much longer he wants to coach. But with this whole new form of college football, we don't really know what the whole NIL deal is going to look like in a couple of years. I hope in five years we have a better idea of everything going on. But some of these old older coaches like Nick Saban may not enjoy that as much and it may lead them to retiring earlier, which could pave way for teams like AM, Arkansas, Ole Miss with programs that are building to take over that one spot and make this conference even more competitive as a whole. I'm with you, Brock. And I think what's important, I'm not a coach in the SEC by any means, but what I think you kind of see it with some of these teams is you're not necessarily recruiting to go beat Bama. You're almost recruiting to go beat the team ahead of you. And then once you can be like, okay, I'm ahead of them, then you're recruiting to go get the next team. Like you're almost just trying to level up each team. You're just trying to get ahead of each team and to get to the point where Texas A&M is where now they're almost, I'm trying to get to Bama. Right. And I think like Chase said, I think next year they might, they might, because they're on that stepping stool where it's teams like Auburn right now. Like if you're Auburn, you're not trying to recruit to beat Bama, right? You're not, you're not trying to do that. You're just trying to make your team better, which if you're just trying to make your team better, you're going to have a hard time doing that against Bama because they're going to get the best guys for each spot. So I think that's kind of what you see a little bit, Brock. And I agree with you from the recruiting and NIL standpoint of this is how you have to do it. You have to just kind of slowly move your way up and just kind of see what happens year in and year out. And I think, I think Chase said it too. I think Jimbo Fisher is in a has Texas A&M in a very good spot for that as well. Uh, it's kind of like uh, any classic arcade game. You got to start out at level one. You can't just go and play the boss right away and yep. compete and defeat the boss right away unless you know you got cheat codes or whatever. Right, and I and I think Bama and Georgia in each respective division are the. If you're looking at it from that analogy, I think Bama and Georgia are the bosses, and everybody else is attempting to just slowly slowly level up to catch them. And I think you see teams like Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, A&M, Arkansas, they're all doing that successfully. And maybe you see teams like Vanderbilt and Auburn not doing it as well. And you see what's happening to them. There's at the bottom and other teams are slowly moving up because it wasn't that long ago that some of these teams like a South Carolina was at the bottom. And the road is just going to get even tougher with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, yep. But, um, boys, I think there's one thing that we can all agree with. Alabama just absolutely crushes everyone. Yeah, I feel like them, Georgia, in the SEC championship game, I'm going with Bama. I think it's going to be tough for Georgia to repeat. I still think Georgia's going to be good, but, I mean, holy cow, Bama is loaded. Bryce Young, yeah. Will Anderson. I Okay, I changed my mind. I think this is actually the coolest name in college football. Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, Kool-Aid. I mean, how do you beat that? I think uh, the second, I mean, literally the whole team is loaded. I just feel like they run everyone. Obviously, they have a little bit tougher schedule, I think, than Georgia. But I don't know. I just feel like they run everyone. So I'm with you. I think Bama kind of runs it. And the other two teams, the Texas A&M and Arkansas, are fighting it out for second. And maybe in, maybe Alabama gets beat once. And an A&M and an Arkansas are able to just one of them is just holding everybody off and maybe they can sneak it in there, but I don't see it happening. Alabama is loaded, like you said, Chase, and I see those other teams 
two teams kind of fighting it out and then everybody else kind of at the bottom, like a little bit of a tiered approach, like we talked about for sure with, I believe the big 12. Nothing scarier though than a Nick Saban team that just lost the national championship the year before. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm making on. So with that, we are going to wrap up here. We talked about both divisions. We both, all three of us agree, Bama, Georgia running the conferences, whether Bama beats Georgia or Georgia beats Bama in the conference championship. We'll get into that maybe later in the season when it actually happens on who we think we're going to win. I mean, Chase, I think, threw out the idea that Bama is his favorite to win the national title, which is a great pick for someone that's looking at a national champion to pick from. Any last remarks or best bets that you guys want to throw out? This is probably my least favorite best bet from every single conference, so I would tread lightly on this one. But we're going to go with LSU over. I have an over pick, guys. Over three and a half conference wins, minus 115 on DK. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like Max right now, banking on a first-year coach doing well. I don't know. I think Brian Kelly is going to have this program right this year. They obviously got either – I don't know who's going to start. I think it's between either Miles Brennan or Jane Daniels. But I like the beginning of their um, schedule here, starting out conference play. They host Mississippi State. I feel like they can get that one. I'll go to Auburn. I feel like they can get that. Host Tennessee. I think that's a toss-up, but I feel like they can win it at home. I mean, playing at Death Valley is a pretty good advantage, I like to say. And then go to Florida, which I don't know. Max might feel a little bit uh, different on this, but I feel like they could maybe get that. And then they're home against Ole Miss, which I feel like they might be able to sneak out too. I don't know. This, this is my favorite bet from the conference. I feel like there's, it's really hard to predict, especially in the West. But I feel like LSU can probably get four conference wins here. I probably would not advise taking this bet, though, which kind of sounds weird for being a favorite bet. But that's what I'm going with. Max, what do you got? Well, I mean, you go, you know I got another plus pick. I mean, that's how I roll. So <laughs> I don't call um, you pop for no reason. <laughs> so I have been hinting at it the whole show. I'm big on Arkansas. I'm rocking Arkansas. Over seven and a half wins at plus 130. I am with Chase in saying that this is not my most favorite bet of all time, but it is my plus bet of this conference because I think Arkansas can get eight wins. It's definitely doable. They got Cincinnati right away. I think they can win that because Cincinnati will probably be a little bit down. Then they have South Carolina at home. They play Missouri State, so that could be off to a 3-0 start. Then they got to go to AM and then they get Alabama at home. So let's say they lose two. But they already got those two two tough games out of the way right away, back-to-back. Then, then the schedule eases up. They got Mississippi State. They got BYU, which BYU, don't sleep. Auburn, meh. Liberty, meh. LSU, Chase, maybe maybe they sneak one there, maybe. Hey. No, yeah, I mean, they're hosting LSU, so I, I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then they're hosting Ole Miss, and then they got to go to Missouri. So I think it's definitely doable for them, and it's at plus 130, so it's another plus pick for me. That's how I roll. I only give out plus picks. So if you want to double your money or make more than double your money, I'm your guy. I <laughs> actually have a bet. Wow, Whoa. Rock, let's go. Not this necessarily. Definitely, definitely smacking. Well, it's not necessarily because of research or anything, just because I'm rolling with my guys, you know. South Carolina, over six wins this year. We're running it back. I mean, they're non-conference. They should go 3-0 against Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, and then probably lose to Clemson. 
of course, because like. But then they only got then they only got to get what five wins. Well, it's it's six. Oh, so, six, and they only got to get yeah, four. So that's three right there. Yeah. And I mean, hey, if if the push happens, the push happens. I get my money back. It's not six and a half. That's why I like it. They only need to win six, seven games. And I mean, Missouri's on their schedule, so that should be a win. Vanderbilt's on their schedule. That should be a win. So you're at five. You just got to be able to upset one or two teams. And uh, I mean, South Carolina, I love love Beamer ball. This team's going to be fun to watch for sure throughout the year. I agree. I like Beamer a lot, Brock. That was the SEC conference. We talked about both divisions, Who, what teams we like. Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, definitely the heavy favorites. Next week, we'll be talking about some of the mid-major and smaller schools that we expect to win in conference play, as well as our college football playoff predictions and possible Heisman predictions. So it should be a great week next week. Like Brock said, we were rocking a little mid-major college football championship, you know, We'll see what happens. We appreciate you guys for listening. Um, we were kind of laughing before this about how we were just doing this for fun. We were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to show up and do it for fun. And now we got people listening, and it's, it's kind of surreal to us. So we, we do appreciate everybody listening. Again, Max Olson, Brock Bierman, Chase Winterboard. We're on Spotify and Apple. Make sure to tune in. We appreciate you guys. We will see you next time.